we don't grow alone. We flourish when we do life together. To flourish means to grow or develop in a healthy way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. Join me for conversations about growth and change as we talk about what it means to flourish and create the community you crave. You're listening to the Flourish Together podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Worley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. Today's episode is a really special episode because we're going to be talking about marriage counseling and marriages. And I have a special guest here with me, my husband, O'Brien. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Welcome to the show. So you are the first male guest ever to be on the podcast. How do you feel? I feel pretty special. You should feel special. Thank you. Um, so we're talking about marriage and marriage counseling. This is an episode that we have wanted to do for a while. So I'm excited that we're doing it and we're sharing, uh, just our thoughts around our own personal story and testimony with marriage counseling. And hopefully it encourages somebody out there that it's listening to this episode and just hearing as we share what we have been through and how it has benefited us. Um, I was thinking as I was kind of preparing for, for this episode, just kind of the stigma that counseling in general and especially marriage counseling has in our culture. And I think um, equally so couples therapy or marriage counseling also kind of has this stigma because I think a lot of times people think that maybe a couple needs to be on the brink of divorce or things have to be really, really bad for you to kind of start going down that route of marriage counseling. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think, you know, marriage counseling at any point uh, in marriage, whether it be the beginning, obviously uh, before marriage or in the newly wed phase of marriage or any after the fact, maybe married 10, 15 years down the road uh, or however many years it may be, I think counseling is always good uh, to have someone that is going to give you good godly counsel of how to be um, a better uh, husband, uh, in my case, uh, or a better wife. Um, it's great. And also coming from a, you know, a biblical perspective is always uh, necessary. Sure. So we did premarital counseling when we were engaged. Um, we we did premarital counseling with our pastors at the time that we were under yeah. their leadership. Um, and that was really beneficial for us kind of as the precursor, if you will, to marriage. Um, but of course, I think you probably would agree that you don't really know what you're getting yourself into when you're engaged. And it's true. Obviously such an exciting, (laughs) happy time. Like you, you don't, people can give you kind of all the advice, but you just don't know until you're in in it and you're, you're married. We have been married for 15 years. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Had to think there for a second. We've been married for 15 years. And so we did marriage counseling in 2019 Yes, for an entire year. That's we started marriage counseling. And I 
had asked you to do marriage counseling for quite some time before that. Mm -hmm, And that's kind of why I wanted to open it up with the stigmatism or the like how marriage counseling can kind of seem taboo or not as easily accepted. And why would you say for you, you felt like that hesitation for a long time to go to marriage counseling or, or to even go that route together? Yeah, I would say for me at that time, prior to us getting the counseling, it's, uh, I think a, a, one reason why I was hesitant was because I felt that it was admitting failure, admitting that I couldn't, I couldn't fix our relationship. I couldn't fix our communication with one another uh, and that we needed an outside source to really kind of help with that. Mm-hmm. So, and that kind of stems from my own, I guess, insecurities, just about like wanting to please people and, and, you know, admitting like, Hey, this is an issue. This is a problem. Uh, help us. Right. Mm-hmm. And giving out the perception, you know, from, or making me look toward the calendar, like, Hey, um, as a failure, you know, so that was one of the things that I had to get over. Um, and just really just realize that, you know, that, you know, counseling is necessary and there's nothing wrong with admitting failure or admitting like, Hey, I can't figure this out. You know, sure. Would you say that that was like that was the fear yeah. of admitting failure, or that it, maybe it would be seen as a failure? Yeah, yeah, being seen as a failure, um, and and the part of that, like, it comes and it stems from like my, my uh, need to people please. Sure. So, um, and also make it seem like, hey, I everything, I have all the things figured out, all figured out. So I don't need any help. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, definitely it's something that, you know, I had to, like I said, get over and say, you know, Hey, and it's okay to ask for help because we all need help at, at different points in our life, you know, from birth all the way up until, um, now, you know, you're going to need help at some point. Right. So, um, and admitting like, Hey, in marriage as a husband, you want to, you know, fix things. You want to solve things by yourself. Um, and when you can't, then you, that's why, like I said, like it feels like you're admitting defeat and you're admitting like, Hey, I failed. So, yeah. Sure. I think that at that season in that time in our lives, we, or I at least knew that we needed to, you know, seek some counseling, Mm -hmm. um, because kind of what was the, the catalyst, if you will, in that season of our lives is we could not agree on whether or not we were going to move, make a big move at the time. Right. And we couldn't agree just to kind of go back for the listeners. You guys have heard me talk about this before on the podcast, but we moved to Iowa in May of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, Fun times. 2020 was. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> um, but prior to all that, we had been talking for quite some time about potentially moving and we could not actually agree on moving to Iowa. And it had really, I mean, you wouldn't think it would, but we were not agreeing. It really became this contention point 
in our relationship because it was like we just could not agree on where to move. You wanted to move to Iowa and I did not. Yeah. <laughs> and we could not agree. And like I said, it was becoming a really contention point in our relationship because um, it felt like a big looming decision. It felt like a big decision to move our family from Arizona where our kids were born and where we had been for over a decade. Um, and so just the way that the Lord always does and how he always works is, you know, he might give you answers right away or it might you know, take, take a while, or he kind of puts things and people along your path. Um, and so for us, the, we ended up going to a counselor that is a biblical Christian counselor that her office just so happened to be right by our pediatrician's office. And I had been taking our kids. We were at the doctor for some, something, I don't even remember why, but I just particularly that day noticed next door this counselor's office that was there and went home and like did my research and we found a counselor there. Mm -hmm. um, her name is Lisa. I will leave her information in the show notes just in case there's anyone that's listening that's in the Phoenix area. She's a wonderful biblical uh, counselor. And um, so we ended up going to counseling for a little over a year, we actually kind of stopped counseling like right before we ended up moving. Um, and so we did counseling, marriage counseling for a little bit over a year, like one session, you know, every week, sit on the couch, you know, typical style. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as all great counselors, in my opinion, do is they ask questions. They ask questions of you and I in our relationship. And she talked to us about our history. You know, there's all those like basic questions and different things, but she really asked a lot of questions that prompted us to have conversations. And a lot of times there was homework that she would send us home with to do to kind of come back the next session. And we would talk about, you know, whatever was discussed or something that we learned and it was through that process that she kind of was able to call out some anxiety that you had and really was able to open your eyes to yeah. some personal things that you had been dealing with that in turn were kind of affecting our relationship and the communication. And what I want to say is that marriage counseling, therapy, whatever is not a quick fix at all. Like it's not, you know, a remedy that is going to, you know, fix everything overnight. Um, you have to do the work you have Absolutely. to, yeah. you each have to commit to putting in the work and doing what, you know, needs to happen to make your relationship better and progress forward. But I do think that it can help you recalibrate your relationship. I think that it can help you walk through your communication styles and the patterns of how you communicate with one another with a trusted third party. Um, and it can also help you kind of set 
clear goals and expectations for each other in your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it definitely helped me um, uncover uh, and reveal a lot of things that I was dealing with in my past, not realizing it, that I was bringing into our marriage and to our present at that time and to our relationship. So going to counseling really helped me understand some things that I needed to work on individually, right? And then also things that we needed to work on as a couple. Um, and what are those things being the anxiety? Um, and a lot of that stems from my childhood. And understanding that now helped our relationship because it helped our communication. Because now I could actually pinpoint, okay, here's why I'm feeling what I'm feeling mm -hmm. right now. And being able to not only express that to myself and, and understanding myself, but being able to tell you kind of where I'm coming from. And that way you have another, uh, a better understanding like, oh, this is why he does what he does, right? Instead of, of it being a, a situation to like, well, why does he do this? Now there's open communication. There's more light there, you know, um, and also there could be, you know, healing and wholeness there too. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. And I mean, I would say, I think you'd probably agree with this statement that like through that experience, we learned some really great tools mm -hmm. um, for our communication. Um, I think one that comes to mind is it always like, rings in my mind when I'm wherever like having a disagreement or you know maybe we're just like not on the same page is that um she our counselor she would say to us like you know what is it that you thought you heard the other person say and repeat that back to them so what I hear you saying is this right. yeah and then if that isn't what I meant to say or is not what I meant for how it to come across it gives me, like, if you're asking me that, it gives me a chance to correct myself or further explain myself because sometimes we say things that come out wrong mm -hmm. and that yeah. we we don't mean for them to come out that way. And so posing that question back to the other allows, if it is wrong, it didn't come out right, allows you to correct yourself and kind of course correct, if you will, and bring a better understanding. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. <laughs> well said. <laughs> so what would you say that um, through that season, well, I guess we could go back to the misconceptions around therapy. So through our experience, what would you say is like one of your biggest takeaways from that season in marriage counseling? Um, I would say one of my biggest takeaways is uh, understanding my past um, and how it was affecting my present um, and really just diving into and being introspective into myself of things that happened when I was a child um, that really was affecting you and, and, and my relationship with each other. Sure. Right. That was a huge thing. And it really opened my eyes. And I think after we did our, our couples like counseling, I mm -hmm. went and sought individual counseling. 
Yeah, you because, did. Yeah, because there were some things I was like, hey, there are some things that I realized like, hey, that I individually I need to work on. You know, um, one of those things, like I said, I, you already mentioned this, like we couldn't decide, you know, where to move, if we should move, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And so a lot of my fears and anxiety started to rise up in those moments because I was like, okay, what if this happens? And then what if that happens? So one of my biggest takeaways was feeling like, hey, I got to really work on myself. If I am to be a better husband, a better father, then I first and foremost, I have to be a better follower of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You see, because the more I become like Jesus, the better I am in those horizontal relationships with you, with our kids and things like that. Mm -hmm. If my relationship with the Lord is not right, then everything else is not going to be right either. And so I really had to be introspective and really find out what do I need to do so that I can be what, you know, what the Bible calls us to do, you know, husband, love your wives, just as Jesus loved the church. Yeah, I gave himself up for her. So um, it's a sacrificial love. So, yeah. So it was a lot about me really working on myself. That was one of my big takeaways of things that I really didn't. I thought I dealt with it, but it really wasn't dealt with in a way that brought, um, I guess, any healing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it didn't bring about the change that I, that needed to happen. And I really felt like that was really eye opening for me. And really helped me uh, understand, like, hey, I, there's some things I got to work on. And that's why I'd, after we did our couples counseling, I went ahead and sought some individual counseling. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you were kind of doing that simultaneously yeah. for a little bit. And then, like we said at the beginning, then the pandemic hit and we were home and you were doing counseling via Zoom. Via Zoom. Um, so we're really, really thankful to our counselor who, you know, was able to, you know, make all those transitions happen during, during that time. Um, and it almost even felt bittersweet because kind of by the end of it, toward the end of our counseling, like we knew we were going to be moving, you know, it felt kind of bittersweet that like our sessions with her were kind of coming yeah. to a close, like we really grew to love her and, you know, the perspective that she was able to, to give us. Do you feel like, do you feel like that, um, that thought of like talking to a stranger, if you will, about, you know, all your problems or whatever kind of started to like dissipate after a while. And like that fear of like judgment kind of went away yeah, I would say, yeah, uh, because once you kind of like reveal <laughs> like some of like your uh, deepest secrets, like <laughs> all you, of our secrets. Yeah, you feel like, OK, well, they, it's all out there now. So still going back. So, yeah, obviously you feel more comfortable uh, of sharing uh, with the counselor. And uh, obviously, you know, if you go into counseling, first and foremost, you got to be honest. So, right. I mean, if you're not honest, then what's the point? But, yeah, the more you do that, you know, obviously you get more comfortable uh, of sharing those things. So, right. And I think that like, if we are going to be honest and tell people, you know, at first, I think it can be kind of, um, 
a little bit of like fear and trepidation, not like in a negative way, but to kind of reveal your negative thoughts, if you will, about your spouse and really share in a really vulnerable, honest way in Mm -hmm. front of like, obviously each other already knows it, you know, but to like sit in front of a counselor and share those things, like, because I think at least for me, even, even when I am so mad at you and we don't always agree, like the last thing I want to do is throw you under the bus. And you kind of feel like that a little bit, kind of when you're first going to counseling, like you're going to throw the other under the bus. But when you really understand that the purpose is to make the marriage better and we've got to kind of talk about some things. And I think, I think the bigger thing to know is that everything that we were talking about during this time wasn't a secret to each other. Like these are things we had already been talking yeah, to talk- each other about. Right. But now we've inserted a third party <laughs> yeah. and <we're> like, oh. <laughs> and I think the point was like, we were not making any headway on our own. And we were just kind of like circling the drain, if you will, and going yeah. back and forth, back and forth. And so to be vulnerable and honest first with the Lord and say like, Lord, we want to give this to you. We want to surrender this to you. Um, and we need some help and to have that, the physical presence of a third party counselor who is rooted in the word is coming from a biblical worldview and perspective to kind of sit and facilitate with us really did help us you know, drudge through some things and yeah. really get down to the nitty gritty of, of some things. And it was that that helped us kind of progress and have some tools to move forward with. And, you know, it's not to say that like we never have a fight because that's definitely not true Yeah, <laughs> um, because we do all marriages, you know, have disagreements, but I think, I mean, I think you would agree with this statement. We come out of those things a lot oh, yeah. quickly yes. and faster now because of like what we've learned about each other and how we process and how we communicate um, and just all those different types of things. Yeah, uh, definitely. Absolutely. And the Bible really encourages us to seek counsel, right? Um, it's a scriptural thing. It's a biblical thing to say, hey, go and ask somebody. If you need some help, if you need somebody uh, to give you a some good godly counsel, that's what's needed. Go and seek that out, right? Um, it's not uh, anti-scripture if you go and seek godly counsel because the Bible, you know, wants us to go and do that because it's wise to do that. Right. So, Talks about that in the book of James. We'll leave this scripture reference. Yeah. In, also in, in, in the Proverbs. show notes. Yeah, yeah. In Proverbs. Um, I think for myself, like couple of things that stuck out to me is as far as like the things that I learned through this process, I, I have done counseling by myself before individually. Um, but this was the first time us coming together and doing marriage counseling aside from talking to our pastors here and there, you know, throughout our married life together and doing premarital counseling. Uh, I mean, so I'm a huge advocate personally for counseling because I know what it's, how it's helped me. Um, but 
together, one of the things that I really learned um, is like the accountability piece is that like in the context of marriage, I have to take accountability for the things that I can be accountable for and equally Mm -hmm. you and, you know, nothing happens in a vacuum in a marriage. It's just a happen overnight. And I think a lot of times couples can be quick to blame one or the other and say, it's all your fault or it's all his fault. And the reality is, is that it's a little bit of you. It's a little bit of me and really realizing that I need to humble myself before the Lord and really be honest about my intentions and be accountable for my actions and what Mm -hmm. my intentions are in things and in situations. Um, And I think that just the commitment to consistency, you know, the the commitment, obviously when you get married, you make a covenant, Mm -hmm. but with each other, but more importantly with the Lord, um, that you're going to submit that relationship to the Lord and treat each other, you know, under what God has asked us to treat each other under his, you know, word. And it's a covenant that we make and we don't just give up on it because it's hard. We don't just throw in the towel, you know? Um, But there's a commitment there and that with consistency, consistent surrender daily to the Lord. I'm surrendering daily to the Lord. You're surrendering daily to the Lord in our individual relationships with the Lord, but also like we're surrendering our marriage and our kids um, and what we have built. um, And and before you move on, I would say to that and that daily surrender is that you're surrendering the, to the fact like, God, I can't do this by myself. Right. You know, um, it's, and the, the, the scripture that says, uh, in uh, our weakness, his strength is made perfect, right? So when we are able to admit like, hey, I can't do this, or like, hey, I need some help, God help me, right? That's when the true growth happens, so. Right. And I mean, I think if there was like any regret, it would be that we didn't do this sooner. sooner right. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we both agree on that. And anytime we have an opportunity to encourage another couple to go to marriage counseling, no matter whatever stage in their journey of marriage mm-hmm. that they're in, um, like that's not a bad thing. It's always a good thing to nurture your relationship and to come together and trust that God can, you know, bring you through this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and God will bring you through if you, if you put your trust in him, um, he will bring you through it. Right. And the, the, the great thing, I guess, looking back, like you said, I wish we would have, we could have done it sooner. Probably would have saved us a lot of headache (laughs) and disagreements and stuff, you know? So, um, if anyone's listening, if you are thinking about going to counseling, please do it. Um, do it because it's definitely going to help you as uh, as a husband or wife, and it's also going to help the both of you. Sure. And I think that, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't know where to start or you don't know of a biblical counselor, I would say to reach out to your church first and yeah. see, 
who in your church knows of a biblical counselor. Your church may even have counseling. Um, I know that our church that we attend has a counseling department. And I think that it is honestly, I've said this privately for years to you that I think every church should have counseling services for their members. Um, And so we're really fortunate at our church that we attend now that they have a whole counseling department for women's counseling, men's counseling, marriage counseling. Um, It is incredible what they do. But if you don't have that at your church, I would say reach out to um, a discipleship pastor or any pastor on staff. I would venture to say that they probably have a recommendation of a solid biblical counselor um, and point you in that direction. Any any last thoughts that you want to share? Um, No, hopefully I didn't mess it up too bad, but uh, it's been fun doing this with you. It's my first time. First time doing a podcast with you. First time. I might and even I, bring you back. Oh, really? So was that well? I did I did well? You, you did you did well. Okay. Great. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would jump on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Ratings and reviews help other people find the show and spread the message of the podcast even farther than I could. Also, check out the show notes for details on my website and where you can grab a couple freebies. There's some free downloads there and how you can connect with me after the show.